And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by external space speakers. Blast your beats where absolutely no one can hear them. Previously on Cautious Optimism. I'm the leader of the 36 gang. I understand that you've recently supplied one of my enemies with some very powerful stuff. And I'm here to make sure that you get me that same stuff. You need to give me some kind of guarantee here. What about a hostage? A nod towards Hoss. How about him? So you guys are going to call up on your breath. We have a way that you guys can alter the, the substance to prevent it from affecting the region of the brain that we suspect is creating the psionic ability. Even real drugs can be dangerous. Right. Like, these are drugs. Don't take them. Just say no, kids. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. We join our brave heroes, or, or adventurers anyway, as the cautious optimism approaches Falcon Rock Station, having decided on a, an appropriate course of action for their drug deal and hopefully to get Haas back unharmed. Rory, you've contacted the station already and they've given you permission to land. Well, dock, I should say, since there's no land in the space station. Go ahead and make a piloting check to see how successful and professional your landing is. Oh, God. Here we go, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good, good, good. It's a big success. It is a success of seven. So you pilot the ship in so expertly that you have to tell people, okay, we've landed because nobody even felt the little bump of the ship touching down that's what i'm talking about and as soon as you uh, as soon as you land you get a little message on your communicator rory beep beep boop shand here hi this is slurg you touched down right we just did yes great i have my employees on their way to your ship we've got a bunch of cargo for you <laughs> 
I wanted to tell you, I did contract with somebody with the guild to have another ship bring some cargo to one of our customers. And as I understand it, you need uh, some cargo for the other group, right? The other customer? Yes, this is correct. Okay, okay. And I'm on my way down there too. Boy, I can't wait. Tell tell Haas, I can't wait to see him. I'll see you soon. Bye. Uh, Shand out. Um. <laughs> um. So I... <laughs> well, this will be fun. I call the crew on the comms. All right, guys, they're en route with the cargo, and um, I didn't have a chance to tell Slork about Haas, so we're going to have to do that when <laughs> he gets here, because he's coming too. So a few minutes later, you guys see a bunch of avians pushing uh, little hover carts into the docking bay that you're parked in, and they all have unmarked, nondescript storage crates on them which no doubt contain the cargo. And there's one big old slime ball walking among them, kind of shouting orders to everybody that you recognize as your good friend, Slord. So I motioned for him to come over. <sighs> it's good to see you again. And he sticks out like four pseudopodical tentacles and he goes to give you a hug. Oh, I back away and do an elbow bump. <laughs> you elbow bump one of the slimy... Yeah. Appendages. And he, he seems a little dejected, but. Well, just wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Slorg, I didn't want to say this over the comm because I feel like this is something I should tell you in person. But as a sign of good faith, sort of, Haas stayed with the purchaser as a show of good faith until we come back. He did? Yeah, he seemed pretty excited about it. <laughs> okay. If Haas is going to stay with you, you need to understand that he makes dumb decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah, we figured that out by now. But this this was more of a trade negotiation sort of thing. These people they didn't know us from Adam and they didn't trust us. And so it was kind of a way to make sure we would come back. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I was about to say he can take care of himself, but I'm not sure that's true. So I want you to understand that if he doesn't come back safe and sound, I'll be very upset at you. Oh, of course. I mean, we would be very upset too. I mean, he's a part of our crew. Okay. We're going to go get him. Okay. As you're saying that, a bunch of officers, the local police force, you guys recognize them, including Officer Joe, walking in to the docking station, and they all have their weapons drawn. And... Sergeant Joe shouts out, everybody freeze. This is an inspection. Everybody step away from the cargo, step away from the crates. This is just a random inspection to make sure everything's on the up and up. If you cooperate, you'll be on your way very soon. How many of them are there? There's a dozen, not including Sergeant Joe. Yikes. Um, <laughs> where is everyone else? I mean, I guess we all came out. With you, because you called us all together. Yeah. So I would assume that if we've, have we started loading the stuff yet or is it just sitting on the. Yeah. Slorg's crew has started loading it on your ship already. Okay. So I'm assuming Kyan was helping out with that. Okay. How much is loaded on percentage wise, roughly? I mean, they would have just gotten started maybe 10%. Okay. 
Where is Hank during all this? I kind of feel like I am still in engineering. Reading your self-help book? Yeah, I, I feel like once I finally understood it, I kind of got lost in the self-help book. And if you've forgotten the title, it's I am man, I can change if I have to. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Most productive thing anyone has done on the show so far. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. Up there. you're right. This is what we call character growth. There you go. <laughs> All right. And Slorg is right next to Rory. You guys were just talking. And then there's a few of Slorg's crew just all over the place. Some are in the ship, you know, moving supplies around and stuff. So it's just me and Rico. Yeah, it sounds like it. What's Slorg doing? Slorg is putting two pseudopod appendages up in the air. And his eyeballs are poking in and out of all different directions of his slimy body. Okay. I feel like I should roll a fast talk. Go for it. Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I even. I have a 14 in it. Well. Roll a 14. What do you actually want to say with your, your fast, fast talking? So I put my hands up. And, and what I want to say is, Joe, what's going on? Why do you have guns drawn? What, what, I don't understand. Why don't you why don't you ask your uh, your friend and business partner Slorg here? I look at Slorg. Let me ask you, Rory, what what do you think he's loading onto your ship? Rory? That's a little bit personal. I'm Captain Chan. Um oh. <laughs> <laughs> for Captain, <Joe>. Captain Chan. <laughs> Slow down. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how that's any of your concern. Do you have some sort of warrant? I don't. I, I, what's the meaning of all this? I feel like at this point you're accusing us of something. I'm not going to tell you anything. Well, I'm not accusing you so much, Captain um, uh, Shand. Shand. Uh, yes, I'm more <laughs> accusing Slorg because all of the sudden he ordered a whole bunch of merchandise to be brought up from the planet below. And now he's shipping it all, putting it all in, in ships to go off world. And the only thing he put down on the paperwork for all of this cargo is some kind of vegetable. And that's a quote. <laughs> what kind of vegetable do you suddenly need thousands of space tons of and doesn't rot while it's in space on its way to wherever it's going and this is all extremely suspicious. Two things. First of all, why do you hate capitalism? This is a free market. You should be congratulating this little slime guy for understanding how to make a buck. Second, some kind of vegetable. I like. I get the confusion. It's actually the name of his mixtape. We're actually shipping out copies of his... I don't know. He's a DJ. We're shipping out copies of his mixtape. Some kind of vegetable. And it's... Here's the thing, Joe, Officer Joe, it's really insensitive that you would say this because he's actually singing about his cousin, Haas, who is in a coma and right now is in a vegetative state. And we're selling these mixtapes to raise money, lopsies, whatever you want to call them, to help fund his care because we don't know if he's ever going to wake up. So some kind of vegetable is a love song between cousins, one of which being in, a, in dire straits. And here you are pointing guns at just regular business people in the free market. I don't appreciate it. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I feel like your your actual words are way better than your role was. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So Officer Joe looks at Slorg and says, Is this true? And Slorg Slorg looks over at Captain Shand and then he looks back at Sergeant Joe and he says, Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and Officer Joe says, uh, "Well, do you mind if I if I hear some of your some of your music?" Oh boy, it sounds like I need to do some quick computer programming from inside the ship. Yeah. So, hey, uh, Slor, why don't you sing him a couple bars of it? You know, do the instrumental, and I'll go in. I've got a, a copy that's already open. I'll just go into the ship and get it. And put it on the ship's exterior speakers. So we've got those. <laughs> um, sure. They've been there all along. Of course we do. <laughs> what kind of ship would not have external speakers? Come on. They've been very handy in outer space. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a vacuum. And yeah. sound technically doesn't travel. But in these... In outer space, no one can hear your mixtape. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> so Slorg is looking at Rory and he's saying, okay, but his eyeballs are like shaking at you profusely. So I sort of like rush past him, just going into the ship, just, and, and as I do, I, I lean in and I go, just beatbox. And I just run onto the ship because I'm going to try to <laughs> Hank okay. and Kai and figure something out. Yeah. Come find me. I have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's where I'm headed. So, Slorg starts doing like. <laughs> and uh, that's what you hear as you go inside the ship. What are you guys going to talk about or come up with while he's desperately doing that? I run in and I'm like, help, 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 help. I just, I just convinced him that these crates are filled with a mixtape that Slor came up with to help Oz. It's in a vegetative state. I hear Captain running down the hallway, help, 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 help. And I, I push my glasses up on my nose and I close the book. And I'm like, Captain, here, what's going on? So I, so I tell him quickly. And on the way there, hopefully I have pulled Kai in by one of his arms to like come up and figure something out. Kyan's going to hold up a finger and say, I think I am better suited for out there. <laughs> I will go back them up. And he's going to go out because, you know, with all of his background and being discriminated against, he is ready to get uh, indignant oh. if there is any dissent on, uh, on the quality of an alien species music. <laughs> okay. All right. So after Captain Rory explains to me what's going on, I just I frantically start, you know, keying stuff up on my computer, trying to tap into the external speakers I forgot we had, as well as trying to pick up the beatboxing sound that Slorg is making so that I can throw it through a quick audio file or something. So here's we're going to roll for computer programming here. All right. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's awful. This episode, guys, I don't know. 
know what to tell you. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Cautious Optimism. I honestly think this is probably our favorite episode up to this point. So I hope you're enjoying it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, We had an absolutely fun time with that session. We got a comment this week. GM's Shadow said on our Slack channel, Loving the show. Only just realized this channel was hiding here. Yes, we do have a dedicated Slack channel for As the Dice Roll. It's a little on the quiet side, but it's a great place for you to submit comments, ask questions, talk to other listeners about your theories and what's going to happen in all our shows. We'd love to hear from you. It's fun to get comments. We try and be as interactive as possible, so don't be shy. Give us a little comment here and there, and we'll, we'll be happy to talk to you. While you're there, you can say hello to our amazing cast who have podcasting lives of their own, independent of our banana bread-shaped ship. Todd and Bama Shocks are doing a Robotech reconstruction playthrough on Twitch tonight, Friday, June 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you missed it, because, you know, this is coming out just a few hours before that, I'm pretty sure there will be a video on demand of it on Bama's channel. So to see that or to catch up with all of Bama Shocks D&D shenanigans, go check out Bama's Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash Bama Shocks. As always, you can catch Kelly on her podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, Raven on her podcast, Girls Gone Wow, and Todd on his show, Nerdbird Review. On Geektitude this week, Ray and I will be discussing Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical In the Heights and talking about my MC rewatch, which you can join me on. Check out the Geektitude Slack channel or the live streaming Discord channel for the Disney Plus group watch link and for viewing times. We do vary them from day to day. We'll be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy double feature on Saturday, June 19th, and Avengers Age of Ultron on Sunday, June 20th, and then we're charging forward into Phase 3. We'd love to have you join us while we chat about the movies in real time. And of course, you can always email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do so by clicking on the link on our website, asthedicerollcast.com. You can check out our Twitter at asthedicerollrp, or our Instagram at as the dice roll. That's it for me this week. Let's get back to the cautious optimism and see how we're going to get out of this mess right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community all dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. So here's we're going to row for computer programming here. God! All right. Oh! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's awful. Yes, yes. <laughs> I only I only took two levels in computer programming, and I think the uh, number to beat on that's a ten. And you rolled a thirteen, yeah. so fail by three. Yeah, <laughs> that's not great. This is very bad. <laughs> As Kyun 
comes out of the ship. Well, you know, just before Kayun comes out of the ship, Slorg kind of elbows Rico, who's Rico's also outside, right? Yeah, uh, Rico is just sort of attempting to look kind of interested in the, like, she's very confused as to what's going on, but she's kind of taking notes and she's also sort of making encouraging, kind of like nodding along to, um, to slog. From the corner of his mouth, he asks you, help me. She's going to start maybe doing some dancing because, you know, cats, they're good at moving. So uh, she's just going to sort of attempt to provide maybe a bit of distraction. You probably don't want the cat singing. That's probably, I can fact, uh, from personal experience of 7.35 this morning. Thanks, Caprica. I can tell you, you don't want the cat singing. (laughs) But yeah, she's going to sort of start dancing and uh, like getting into it and trying to provide some... Uh, just distraction at this point, I think, is what we're going for. Whilst the captain, because they're they're hoping that the captain's got some kind of plan, I guess. So as Kayun steps out of the ship, you see Slorg doing his slurping, bopping beatbox music, and Rico is dancing next to him, pretending she likes it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. She's 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 giving it all she's got. <laughs> <laughs> the security officers and Slorg's crew that were loading the cargo are looking at Slorg confused, and several people are covering their ears. <laughs> and as Hank walks down the little ramp to the, you know, out of the ship, suddenly the speakers that have always been on the outside of the ship turn on, but it's just static. It's it's just, you know. <laughs> I've made it worse. Um. <laughs> how does he- how does Kayun react to this scene? He is very strongly resisting the temptation to quadruple facepalm, <laughs> and he he walks over and kind of just stands there with both his arms crossed and with a big smile on his face, forced smile, like it's the greatest thing he has ever heard in his entire life. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. So, I mean, Rico's dancing, so I feel like her pretending to like it is is pretty well established with the dance. But I think, Kayun, you need to make some kind of performance or deception. We need something to see how well you do it pretending to like it in a believable manner. I am going to do diplomacy, if that is okay. Because anybody who's ever had to tell a friend that it's great when it's not has had to use diplomacy. (laughs) Sure. And that is not going to be good. That is a 15. Oh, no. We're an amazing group of rollers. So it seems like the only good roll we're going to have today is landing the ship. (laughs) Yeah. We landed the ship too well. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. Everything else has all gone Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you need to bring your GURPS dice, guys. <laughs> you want low rolls. Low yeah. rolls. I'm going to dust off the real dice. Rolling three six-sided dice, I somehow got a natural 20. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is my Thacko hurts. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> oh, I loved Thacko. You know, it was so mathy, though. Yeah, but it was the original. 
Okay, so Kayun is trying to pretend to like it, but you just, I mean, he, he's literally spitting little balls of slime onto you as he's trying to do this beatboxing stuff. And you just cannot help but flinch and back away from the slime and literal assault on your body from this song. Instead of walking away from it all, he's going to sidle up to Sergeant Joe and he's going to lean in and he's just going to say, "This is, I'm more of a, a smooth jazz guy myself. <laughs> Joe looks up at you and just nods politely. <laughs> Does anybody else want to contribute to this ruse? I've got one more idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but I feel it might work. <clears throat> I step out of the ship. I generate some tears because I really am crying because I may have made this so much worse. <laughs> I'm assuming that our little comms that we wear on our, our wrists, there's also like a recording, like a video function on those. Yeah, yeah, a little, okay. little, yeah sure. Like a little camera, like a little hollow camera. I mean, we've already got those on cell phones in real life, so I don't see why they go away in the future. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I step down the ramp and I'm crying and I am saying to the, as as I'm recording, obviously the police, I step to the ramp and go, and then the police have stopped us and they won't let us take the mixtape to the people who want to buy it. And then they won't, I feel like this is some sort of oppression. They don't want, they don't want this slimoid, this, this, this slimozoa to live. I don't understand why they're doing this stuff. And I'm putting like, I'm getting close to them. (laughs) I'm basically trying to intimidate them (laughs) with, with bad publicity. Okay. Um, I need a moment. <laughs> we, we all need a moment. <laughs> I had a lot of ideas in my mind about how this scene might play out. <laughs> and this was none of them. This was, this was... Seriously, you didn't have beatboxing slog on your, like, no. I mean, <laughs> wow. I feel like it was within the realm of possibilities. I think it was on everyone's <laughs> happened today. I have to stop underestimating you people. <laughs> Look, it was either this or, or I would wear a disguise coming out of the ship and just sneak away. Sneak away, like just abandon everyone and start a new life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that didn't work. <laughs> Leave a little post-it note on the door of the ship. Like, good luck. I can't help but feel that this has not improved my uh, concern that we are just carrying ourselves through the galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think Officer Joe is going to raise his hands and say, Okay, that I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Thank you. I thank you. Please uh, stop. Please. It's that's great. I didn't know, uh, we didn't know about uh, your cousin Haas or anything, and I apologize, and the music of your people is beautiful, and it's <laughs> it's obvious he's lying, like he rolled an 18 on his, you know, diplomacy or deception, um, but you can tell he's trying to be polite and he says 
I just, it was, it, when we see something really unusual, like somebody who orders one crate a month, suddenly ordering hundreds of them, we have to investigate just to be sure, but this is clearly perfectly normal, I guess. Come on, guys, let's, let's, let's go. Drinks are on me tonight, everyone. <laughs> And security shuffles out of the cargo bay. When Alice fails, just out crazy. I'm, <sighs> and Slorg turns to you, uh, Rory, and says, that was amazing. Uh, you're an idiot. Some kind of vegetable? <laughs> what did you just start doing this yesterday? I didn't think anyone would read it. Well. I don't read paperwork. Who knew other people do? Oh my god. Hurry up and get this stuff on our ship so we can get out of here, please. And thank okay. you. Don't worry, we're gonna make so much money. Now I wanted to talk to you, and he looks around to make sure all the security officers are gone. <laughs> At least he's that bright. <laughs> he leans in and says, You mentioned it might be interesting to the military. Could you when you go back to Lorna, could you maybe talk to some of the military leadership and see if they'd like to place an order. Absolutely. When I get there, I will look up in the phone book, military leadership and uh, call the number listed. Absolutely. You got it. We're going to be rich. We're going to have so much money. I'll be able to make that mixtape for real. Oh, well, I mean, everyone's got to have a dream, I guess, sir. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> we'll catch you. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> So Slorg uh, watches, oversees them loading the uh, merchandise onto your ship. And after maybe 15 minutes, they get it all on board. While all of that is going on, one of the avians that was loading stuff onto the ship, he comes over to Rico and he says, Quark, you have some really good dance moves. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, that he's a bird man. He's not. He doesn't slurp. He was okay. drooling. He was drooling. <laughs> Does everyone slurp now? Is that a thing? <laughs> no, that's just me being bad at acting. It's hard to play more than one character. It is. This is true. It is. It's extremely difficult. He says, what? Maybe you and I could get together later to do some dancing together at the club? I see an opportunity. <laughs> uh, Rico sort of takes a step backwards and is like, ah, uh, hmm. I, I'm, I think we're going to be leaving very soon. What? Can I get your space number? <laughs> um, I'm not sure we're going to be coming back here anytime soon. She's sort of backing away a little bit. And Hank's going to step in, you know, with the book sticking out of his back pocket, right? Of his overalls. Okay. Listen here, young bird man. Rule number one is no means no. Have a good day. What? Rico is staring at Hank in absolute abject shock at this point. She's just like, can't believe what she has just heard. She is just staring at you. The major personality shift from Hank. <laughs> The bird uh, hangs his head and kind of dejectedly walk, walks away. Rika is just staring at Hank. Like, she's not saying anything. Unblinking. Completely just staring. And, and he's going to flash her that, that good old boy smile. 
<laughs> that was weird. It is now the time to explain myself. <laughs> I feel like you've got an opening if you want to if you want to bring it up. I are you are you feeling all right there, Hank? I'm I'm feeling quite quite all right actually. Thank you, Rico. Okay then. Um, and I think at this point she might wander off and see if she can find the captain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The captain's in the cockpit, basically uh, just gunning the engine ready to go. <laughs> trying to warm her up, huh? That's right. Trying to get out of here ASAP. Uh, captain? Yes. Speaking with Hank recently? No. What's, what is, what's he done now? Well, <laughs> he was just very respectful to me. Well, I mean, that's odd, but I mean, I guess it's a good thing. Did he look, did he look ill? No, he smiled at me in a normal, smiley sort of a way. Interesting. I'm not like in a like lecherous kind of a way. I'm. Are we? Are we certain? Is that a thing that's going to go badly wrong? Has he been like taken over by some kind of like beast or something? <sighs> Was it that well, bad before? Oh my god! <laughs> well, here, well, I'll say this: he, he, you weren't here in the episode where he and Rico fell out. Oh no! <laughs> what have you done with the real Hank Crawford? <laughs> I will say this: when we were trying to get the external speakers to work, uh, he seemed pretty much like normal Hank then because he didn't work. So that tracks. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I say this: having only landed the ship once out of the. <laughs> So it's the pilot, but yeah, I can still go. We'll keep an eye on him. Maybe we should just, yeah, keep an eye on him. Hold on. In my defense, the times things have failed have been plot devices, not bad roles. This was the first real <laughs> bad role. Look, you don't have to defend yourself here. I'm not it's even just, in the room. I'll, you're I'll, not even there. Like, she's not even here. <laughs> like, this is how women talk about men all the time, anyways. <laughs> oh, well, um, I guess we'll just keep an eye on that then. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know if, you, if there's any other developments. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll do. And uh, hopefully they've finished loading the stuff onto the ship. It's not that big of a ship. Put a box in. Take your dolly out. Let's go. Yep, yep. By the time you ladies finish your conversation about Hank's disturbing personality shift towards being a polite gentleman, uh, <laughs> the ship is fully loaded and uh, you guys are ready to go if you you want to take off? It sounds like you do. Do I need another pilot check? Let's do another pilot check. You get clearance. <laughs> you get clearance from the tower to take off. Let's let's pilot this baby out of the bay. Oh, that's a four. It's a success of seven. That was even better than last time. Yeah. Success of of nine. Eight literal angels sing as you take off. It's beautiful. As the ship flies out of the bay and flies off, the person working the tower control for the station watches the ship and wonders, did we install one of those computer-controlled tractor beams to guide ships in and out and nobody told me? Because that ship is moving so beautifully. Perfect. Yep, that's right. 
<laughs> he, he wipes a little tear from his eyes. <laughs> I shall never see a more perfectly piloted spaceship in my life. <laughs> Next time on Cautious Optimism. I'm questioning whether this uh, alteration that we're making is really working. You accidentally prick yourself and you're pretty sure that you just took a very small dose of the product. He grabs his head with all four of his hands and it looks like he's in considerable pain. Okay, you're being quite weird. Some sort of weird drug-related mind control. Did Hank do the drugs? Well, I guess we have to kill him. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at Geek2GeekMedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at AsTheDiceRollCast.com.